Welcome back to the Outcomes Rocket. Today, I have the privilege of kicking off a series that's dedicated to accelerating healthcare compliance. In the podcast series we're gonna do, we're gonna dive deep into healthcare compliance. We're gonna shed light on intricacies and challenges that healthcare organizations face every day. It'll be a five-part podcast series. We are talking about rethinking compliance, the future of healthcare, where we could retain healthcare talent and increase efficiency. Today, I have the privilege of hosting an incredible guest in this series. His name is Steve Gallion. Steve is the co-founder and CEO of MedTrainer. He's got a passion for people and an eye for market opportunities that have led him to build several companies over the past 15 years that have brought benefit to healthcare. Today, Steve is directly responsible for company vision and empowerment of the executive team to fulfill MedTrainer's mission, and I'm excited to have him here to talk about his love for healthcare, technology, people, and leadership. Steve, so great to have you here on the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, for sure. And look, before we kick things off, I'd love to really kind of uncovering more about your journey. Can you tell us about what drives your passion and experiences in healthcare? Yeah, sure. I'd love to give you a, just kind of a little background on myself. So I, I come from a very healthcare-centric family. My mother was a nurse practitioner. Father was a dentist. My sister's a pharmacist. And uh, there's always a lot of connective tissue and then around 10 of the, the dinner table with, with nightly discussions around different things. So I was kind of born and raised in this household of, of healthcare practitioners, so to speak. Uh, wasn't the route that I ended up taking or wanted to take, but it did open my eyes kind of as I went through high school, through undergrad, law school, um, all kind of into this, this, this world that was ever-changing kind of around me, directly impacted my family. And I knew I wanted to be more on the business side or in specifically the technology side of, of things. But it did, uh, it did kind of shine a spotlight into the, the market segment that I wanted to focus on. And that's kind of what ended up drawing me to and landing me in the healthcare in market today. So really more ancillary design and benefit in regards to impact, but into the healthcare market directly. And those were early exposures from family kind of leading into this longer term outcome. That's great. Yeah. So it's, it's really been part of your history and you grew up with it. You've, you've built a healthcare company, a medical waste company, you've done legislation, you've done a lot of really things, great things. What was it this regulatory experience that, that led you to find, found MedTrainer? Yeah. So, um, exposure through one, one company that I founded, um, several years ago was in the medical waste, um, business and that that business is highly regulated. There's a lot of different oversight committees. Uh, it's very granular. It can go all the way from the federal level down to the municipal level and everything in between. And as I kind of worked through building that business, it gave me a, a, a pretty good exposure point to compliance. So, and it actually opened my eyes to where I thought there was quite a few problems with how healthcare compliance was being managed. It seemed a little bit backwards to me that the health and safety and compliance programs that operationally healthcare were relying on were being delivered in a big part by medical waste companies. So you're, you know, 
easier way to say it or sillier way to say it is your 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 trash man is telling you how to operationalize <laughs> safety and compliance in your organization. And um, of course, it, it, it's a little deeper than that. But yeah. at that same, uh, during that build of that business, which ultimately I sold to Stericycle, who's the largest medical waste provider oh, yeah. in, in the United States. Um, Kudos. Yeah, we so, yeah, thank you. We started really thinking about like, this feels a little bit off. It feels a little bit wrong. And at the same time, if you think about digital content demand, blockbusters going out of business, you have red boxes opening up outside 7-Elevens, people are renting DVDs, but that slowly is going away as Netflix is transitioning to streaming content. And so the way that compliance training specifically was being delivered in healthcare organizations through paper manuals and VHS tapes and people sitting in kind of these lunch and learn environments, it felt like that was going to need to shift and change. And that, so that exposure point kind of gave me some insight into thinking about that market as a whole. And we ended up, my co-founder and I ended up making a pretty big bet on the fact that uh, streaming instant content delivery for healthcare education was going to become a big part of the future. And that bet uh, was, I'll say, partially right. It, it, it definitely is part of healthcare compliance, but as we, as the name of the company says, MedTrainer, you know, we started with in training, but have grown to a much broader um, healthcare compliance platform where learning is and education is part of that. But more holistically, it's about creating a culture of compliance within operational healthcare environments. And that's really where our focus point is today. But we got there kind of through the education component and that on-demand learning component. And so it's kind of the quick and, 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 and easy part of the story of where where we are today. That's really great and and super interesting, right? And and you know, inspiring too, right folks? So like, you know, love love Steve's story in that he saw this play for, you know, the streaming of of healthcare content and you know what? There was a broader uh, broader uh swath to paint with it and now it's a culture of compliance. So, uh just kind of seeing where the opportunity is and and getting after it. Um, you know, Technology is a core part of what you guys do. Uh, I've had the, the the pleasure of speaking with uh, many people on the team now through this series, Steve. And so uh, amid the intersection of healthcare and technology, uh, re- regulation is, is undeniable. How has the regulatory landscape shaped the trajectory of technology and adoption in the healthcare industry? So it's, it's probably less in my eyes about the the regulatory changes themselves, like what actually is happening, but more about the fact that there is continuous change. Continuous change means that we need to be prepared to, to be very malleable in a way that we're thinking about our healthcare operations. And if one regulation changes to be something different, we need a way to deploy against changing maybe our culture of compliance or our safety program or how we're treating patient care uh, in real time or with a rapid response. So what's the fastest way to respond to some of these changes? Having a technology platform is only an assistive tool, right? And it has to be kind of ran by healthcare professionals with subject matter expertise of what's going on. From our lens, we provide technology, but we also help to provide directional kind of um, steering towards where people can find 
tough answers to, to like the revolving door of healthcare compliance regulatory change. So to answer it more directly, um, we wanted to create and have created a simple tool set that allows for more rapid deployment against an ever-changing environment. It doesn't really, it, I mean, the regulations themselves matter, right? I'm not saying they're not important, but from my seat, it's more important to say, I don't care if you care about this regulation being good or bad, but this is what it is. And now here's the tool to help you adopt it. And that tool set um, should create efficiencies. It should create uh, better outcomes ultimately within the organization that can lead directly to, you know, you mentioned re retention. That could be that could be your staff retention. It could be your patient-based retention. It could be better patient outcomes because of maybe a change that how your staff was informed about. And at scale, it almost becomes impossible to work to deploy different types of policies or procedures, um, scopes of work, processes against a, a very large workforce. If you have a thousand people, how do you update all those people across twenty different locations? Um, as to a change that may affect people a little differently in, in role or geography, it becomes very difficult to do through spreadsheets and, and email collaboration. We need, almost need a dedicated tool set. And so our, like at the deepest layer of technology, it's about workflow and automation and like how we make people's jobs easier to deploy mission critical information. That's fantastic. Yeah. Thank you for that. And you know, having a tool specific to these needs is critical. The the EHR is not doing it for you. Your your CRM is not doing it for you. So you need something that really kind of aligned to those. And and now with all the integrations, multi-state systems, it, 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 like to your point, Steve, a spreadsheet is not going to cut it. That's right. And, you know, if I had to highlight one of the biggest call out right now in technology is really the word automation. Um, and you could get that from a lot of different angles, right? There's a lot of buzzwords around AI. There's a lot of buzzwords around, you know, different types of, of technologies when, with regards to integration. But really the goal is to create these automations where no matter where you're seated as an individual, you, you can create efficiencies for your organization through some of those more granular geographical changes or more granular, granular regulatory oversight layers um, and I'll, I'll use a specific example. You may have state by state regulatory change. Our system may go out and grab those changes and all, and only deploy them against the states of interest for your organization. Maybe you only operate in three states, so you don't care about the others. Like having that automation along with more refinement and workflows is making it, it makes people's jobs easier it makes their lives better gives them back more time to focus on what's important within the healthcare ecosystem not just on mundane tasks that are the they're still like i said earlier mission critical and they have to be done but they can be quite a quite a pain big lift if you're doing the research doing the deployment following up on and closing the loop to make sure that you have completed that task and trying to do that without any type of assistance or organization or tool sets is, can be tough. Yeah, no, that for sure. Great call out. And, you know, you, you see a lot across the industry on the, on the compliance front, you mentioned AI, is there anything else that stands out to you as emerging trends in compliance, uh, with, with tech, with regard to technology? AI is just very buzzwordy right now, but yeah. I think in a lot of ways, people have been asking for 
um, people have been asking for AI for a long time. And I'm going to break this down because it's going to directly answer your question. And I kind of already said it, but I think it's about workflows, automations, and and then creating that like a digital handshakes and connective tissue between systems that are right now kind of fractionalized and broken apart and, and disjointed. Now, but the left hand often doesn't know what the right hand is doing. The general population tends to refer or think about AI as as this kind of magic wand that is going to kind of go out and learn a bunch of things and cobble some of these ideas together when I, this is nothing new, like automation, workflows, integrations. That's really what people are looking for. And a lot of that can be co- accomplished through technologies that don't need to, we don't need to go out and, and recreate. We have, you know, years and years and years of experience in, in, in creating those types of, of feature sets. The beginning stages of AI, although like I said, buzzwordy, I think people are really asking for the underlying kind of layers of the cake, which is the automation and workflow and integration pieces. And they're equating that to what they're hearing in the media about AI, when AI will probably be a great efficiency tool set. I do think it'll be more of a crawl, walk, run approach, especially in healthcare. Healthcare is historically a slow adopter of new technology and should be, you know, you, you could adopt a technology in the wrong way that literally cost somebody their life. And like, that's the ultimate, um, reason not to, to act quickly now. Um, but just back to, to, to your, your question, I think it comes down to the, those three components, like automation, workflow management and integrations. And like, how do we get those pieces together to basically bring together a pretty, pretty broken apart and, and vast ecosystem of, of separate regulation across 50 states, federal government multiple municipalities within those states. Yeah, no, thank you for that, Steve. At the end of the day, the direction's clear and you have these three lanes that you guys are are influencing very clearly. Um and 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 look, the AI topic just keeps coming up. I'll I'll take a uh you know a, a different angle on the AI topic, Gen AI, uh large language models, right? That's the even bigger topic. Um what 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 is MedTrainer's stance on that? Uh, I understand you're kind of taking a pretty hard line on sticking to subject matter as- experts. Tell us more about that and sort of why. Yeah, so I, I think that where people will let me re- re- reshape that question. I, I think that in the next five years, AI becomes table stakes for every technology company. You're going to need to have some some type of AI, whether it's to create internal efficiencies. Or whether there's, you know, a customer facing value proposition, solving customer challenges. I, I think that back to my statement of kind of the, the crawl, walk, run, we're still figuring out what that means for us as a business. But I think we're, where businesses will win. And I don't mean win just on the competitive landscape, but also when in terms of value creation for their customer base is going to be more, more based around content ownership and and the proprietary nature of how content is deployed. So when we think about it internally, one interesting thing about what we've done at MedTrainer is we have created and and own all of our content, uh, whether it's compliance white papers to our e-learning uh, modules. And there's thousands and thousands of different examples of that within our kind of our, our data set or our data lake. It's hundreds of thousands of pages of documentation. And 
the kind of leg up that I see that, that we can leverage internally is that this documentation is not generative AI built off of what AI is learning from the internet. This documentation is subject matter expert, developed, authored, and vetted against folks that, that hold certain certifications or certain expertise within the subject matters that they're writing about. So by us attacking an angle, leveraging our own data set that is human authored, human vetted, it creates a more consistent outcome, whereas, uh, or, or starts to eliminate some of the percentage of error. And that's kind of how I'm thinking about deploying proprietary content versus um, using, let's say, a, a much broader internet, all things, right? If you think about like chat GPT going out and, and just yeah. grabbing data from everywhere, like you, the, 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 the variable there is going to be what sources did it grab that were bad and, and which ones did it throw out? Did it throw out good ones? Did it throw out bad ones? I use the example internally that if we deployed a, a training against the dangers of smoking using content from 1950, that training would look much different in 2023. <laughs> we cool. didn't have enough. We just didn't have enough evidence and we didn't, um, we didn't have the same um, technology to be able to leverage that evidence. And what my fear is, is with too big of a data pool or data lake, it, you, you do run a risk of grabbing bad data as well. And so controlling those outcomes through, I am drawing a pretty hard line that we want our, however we invest in AI to be based off of human expertise and vetted by by experts in the field that, that we're talking about. And, um, but we're, we're still, we're still kicking the tires on our own internal planning. It, it, it is something that's a very interesting question. Yeah, no, thank you for sharing that. And at the end of the day, specific, especially when you're dealing with compliance, um, you really want to be up to date and, and having that type of thoughtful approach in this, uh, in this field is, is critical. So really appreciate you sharing your, your thoughts on that, Steve. This this has been uh, a, a fantastic discussion, you know, really looking at ways that we rethink compliance. You and your team are, are, are doing an extraordinary job. For everybody listening, looking to take costs out of the system, retain their talent, increase efficiency, what what call to action would you would you leave them with? So one, I, I would I would say to really review like what your need basis is, and are you ready to implement something to give you in your the leverage that you're looking for? And I'm very very confident that our product is is the best product on the market. So, um, but do your research. Make sure you're finding the right product for the use case that you're really looking for. Um, in terms of a call to action, it's MedTrainer. Very easy to find. MedTrainer.com. There's uh, plenty of information there. You can always request a demo with our sales team. We're, uh, we're, we're always happy to, to, to chat to prospects and current customers, uh, as well as myself, find me on LinkedIn, Steve Gallion, G-A-L-L-I-O-N, is spelling my last name, uh, very accessible. Steve, thank you very much. And folks, thanks for tuning into this series on Rethinking Compliance. You'll be able to find all of the ways to get in touch with Steve and his team at MedTrainer in the show notes. So I just want to thank you all very much for tuning in. And Steve, thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. A lot of fun. Appreciate it.